Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. We have another pro-lifer arrested in this country. We're going to talk to Danielle D'Souza about that. Mike Slater's going to join us. A COVID reckoning. I haven't forgotten about that. You're going to want to stay and listen to what I have to say tonight. All that's coming up on I'm Right. What do you believe about power? Because we're going to talk about this Yet another pro-lifer arrested. I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But what do you believe about power? You're probably sitting there saying or thinking to yourself right now, you should abstain from using it, limited government, things like that. And here's what's wild. I agree with you in part. Right? That is who we are, right? We don't believe in government clenching its fist and smashing its political enemies. That's crazy. That's, that's, not, that's not who we are. How many times have you said that? That's not who we are. That's not who we are. But let me ask you something. Doesn't, doesn't the circumstance determine what you should or shouldn't do with power? Here, here's, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean by this. 
let's say you, as soon as you get done watching I'm Right, as soon as we get done talking about this pro-life guy arrested and I'll talk to our great guests and everything, as soon as you get done tonight, you reach up, you shut off the television, and you look over, and there's a little mouse, just this little baby mouse, and he's just kind of nosing your back door open to come in your house. Are you going to get a shotgun and start blasting away at that mouse? No, of course not. Why? Totally overkill. What do you mean, a shotgun for the mouse? What are you, a psycho? But if you look over after you watch I'm Right tonight, and there's a gang of dudes with teardrop tattoos on their face that just picked the lock on your back door and they're coming in, the shotgun all of a sudden sounds really appropriate, doesn't it? As circumstances change, we have to change. Right now, you are under attack, even if you haven't seen it personally yet. You are under attack. The federal government, and believe me when I tell you this goes way beyond Joe Biden, right? If you think about it just like Joe Biden, you can't possibly understand what's happening. The entire administrative state right now, they have all been weaponized and mobilized to go after the political opponents of the communists, the Democrats in this country. And unlike you, and frankly, unlike me, they don't believe in grabbing all this power and then abstaining from it. They don't find that virtuous at all. They would never dream of abstaining from using power. They believe in gaining power and then using that power to gain more power and keep a hold of the power they have. That's why I have been warning you forever that you are dealing with something here you might not, you might not fully understand. You're dealing with a ravenous animal that is not just about full. I mean, you remember when that, when that other pro-lifer, Mark Houck, when he just got arrested. You remember when I came on here and told you? Remember this? This is going to start happening more and more. Understand that there's not some pendulum swing happening here. Oh, they've taken it too far. I hear people comfort themselves with this all the time. They've taken it too far. It's going to swing back the other way. That's not how corrupt late-stage republics operate. It's not a pendulum system where it's going too far this way and it's gonna go right back that way. Anyway, that's not how it goes. It gets worse and worse and worse and worse from here. Don't believe me? You see the FBI, they raided Mark Houck, and what happened? What happened? Outrage, almost universal outrage from the right. You heard it here on this show, every other show. You read how many articles about it. You were screaming about it with friends, family. You're texting your mother. Can you believe what they did? Outrage. The FBI, they went back to the office the next day and they sat down and they saw all of your outrage, all of my outrage. They saw the calls from sitting members of Congress for the disbandment of their organization. And what did they do in response? Did they say, oh, guys, dang. We screwed up this time. Hey, let's back off. They went, they heard all the outrage, and they promptly organized more raids. Chet Gallagher is his name. There are others, too. He's in Tennessee. What did Chet Gallagher do? Chet Gallagher, uh, he showed up at an abortion, a building where they have all these abortion clinics, and he stood in the hall, and he prayed, and he sang worship songs, trying to get young ladies who were coming in to make this decision, trying to get them to make a different decision. And local police decided there's nothing here, a misdemeanor trespassing charge at best, and they just kind of brushed it away. 
the Federal Bureau of Investigation just went knocking on his door with guns drawn. There's not going to be some pendulum swing. Start telling your state AGs and state governors to protect you because that is the path forward. And why do I say that? Why don't I just say, well, if the Republicans win the midterms, we'll be fine. It's just, just the GOP will solve it, guys. The GOP will solve it? Do you remember what Bill Barr said? Do you remember? In case you don't remember, here's what he said. Those who broke the laws uh, will be held to account. But this cannot be, and it will not be, a tit-for-tat exercise. We are not going to lower the standards just to achieve a result. The only way to stop this vicious cycle, the only way to break away from a dual system of justice is to make sure that we scrupulously apply the single and proper standard of justice for everybody. Yeah, how's that working, Bill? We have standards. There's not going to be some tit for tat. We have standards, guys. That's the only way this ends, with our standards. There's nothing more GOP than our AG getting up there and talking about how standards, and we have to end this cycle. And then the, their, GO, their uh, AG takes over, and he promptly steps up to the microphone and says, I'm coming, Republicans. Game on. That's why we've lost for 100 years, and they've won. Joining me now, my friend Danielle D'Souza, host of Counterculture with Epic Times. Danielle, okay, the FBI is not slowing down or backing off. They arrested Mark Houck. They didn't, they didn't step back and assess themselves. They just kept on going and kept on going. Where is this going? Yeah, I mean, it's important to know that this didn't come from local authorities. The fact that this is coming from the FBI, the fact that they're willing to get their hands on literally every single American, no matter if you are literally a parent focused on social issues, it doesn't matter what issue you're focused on. To them, the pro-life issue is so at the core of something that they need to take down because abortion is something that they're literally obsessed with. I think for the midterms, they're planning on running on talking about January 6th and abortion as if those are the two main issues they're gonna focus on. And so unfortunately, I think these people are kind of becoming the sacrificial lambs of our side but I don't think that this is ultimately going to pay off for them because no pro-lifer is going to back down simply because of a government organization. Okay, I'm glad you said that because that's what I was going to ask. I, I, it's, not, it's not something anyone wants to wake up to, 20 to 30 FBI agents pointing rifles at them and arresting them. I know pro-lifers are committed and I'm glad they are to the cause. These just reek of intimidation tactics so pro-lifers stop doing it. You don't think this is going to work though? Absolutely not, because this is a conscience issue. And I think that when um, you know a pro-life activist is praying outside of an abortion clinic, they know that they are on the right side of history because this issue really is the slavery of our day. This is an issue that involves killing. And so I don't think that they will be intimidated by these kinds of actions. And in fact, I think many of them will see themselves as being confirmed because this administration has been dead set against any kind of parent standing up for their child, against any kind of person who even wants to offer counseling to um, a woman who's questioning this. They even demonize crisis pregnancy centers who simply offer you know, free prenatal care and things like that. And so I do not think that they are gonna be intimidated by this in any way. And the fact that the left thinks this is going to work is only going to bring more people to our side. 
Well, if the FBI can't intimidate them, Vice President Dome might be able to convince them. Here's what she had to say. There's nothing about this movement that in any way is trying to convert people, to change people in terms of what are their deeply held beliefs as it relates to their faith. Danielle, I do enjoy watching these people lecture me on what my values are. Right. Well, I think that what she's saying is literally the exact opposite of the truth, because the truth is actually that pro-lifers do try to change people's minds. They actually do try to make arguments, point to scientific facts, point to an ultrasound, have people listen to the heartbeat and so on and learn the medical facts of these things. But the left actually doesn't want you to know this, which is why Planned Parenthood and many other abortion clinics actually don't show women their ultrasound because they know that statistics tell us that every time a woman sees that, she's much less likely to go through with an abortion. And I think the facts speak for themselves. So the left is not on the side of science. I'm sure you saw Stacey Abrams even talking about how, you know, she's saying the heartbeat is actually a manufactured sound, basically a conspiracy come, you know, that was invented by men. And so they are not on the side of science or facts. And we are actually the ones who try to change people's minds. Young women, young single women in this country, they are overwhelmingly pro-abortion. I realize that, that that doesn't apply to all of them, but they are. The numbers show that they are. Why? How did that happen? How did we ingrain this in women that this is just something they should be able to do? Where does this come from? Well, you know, sadly, I would say, um, you know, when I was at Dartmouth College, it was very, very liberal. And I saw a lot of Planned Parenthood tables. I was there when Hillary was wanting, running against Trump. And she was basically allying herself with Planned Parenthood. She actually brought a Sex and the City actress to campus and said, hey, if you want to take a picture with her, you have to sign up for my mailing list and all of this kind of stuff. So to her, her message was, hey, the way to be an empowered, smart woman is to get abortions and be super liberal. And obviously, I saw this and found it incredibly disgusting because I think that that doesn't actually bring women any kind of fulfillment or empowerment. I don't know what woman would actually look at something like this and say, wow, you know, that's really my dream. That's what I want to do. I think most women find themselves in a really difficult situation. And so pro-lifers are the ones who have empathy for her and for the child in that situation. Um, but, you know, someone like Hillary Clinton, someone who's on the left, who's just pushing abortion, she doesn't care about this woman's future. Neither do these woke corporations who just want to, you know, fly women to other states so they can get abortions and then send them back to their cubicles so they can get back to work and not pay for maternity leave. So I think women are sold this lie that it's supposed to be empowering when in fact it really just leads to a lot of women finding themselves in despair. Danielle, focusing on elections in abortion, I've never liked doing it because I'm so pro-life. I don't give a crap if it, the whole world's against me. I'm pro-life, so it, does, it doesn't matter if it loses elections. But let's, let's be cold-hearted monsters. That'll be easier for me than you here for just a moment. Is this a loser or a winner election-wise for the GOP? I think big winner because, you know, the fact that the left kind of like I was saying, thinks that abortion is going to be an issue they can run on, I think is just just purely not true. I think the fact of the matter is most people vote based on the economy. Most people vote based on the things that, um, you know, like the gas prices, things that they look at every single day. I mean, we can't distract from the fact that Biden has been such a you know, complete failure. They can't just distract from that by saying, hey, but, you know, vote for him anyways, because somehow this will affect you know, your decision to get an abortion. In fact, it actually doesn't because since Roe was overturned and this issue went back to the states, 
states like New York had the same laws that they always had. So voting for Biden doesn't actually change anything. And if you live in a pro-life state, you know, same thing. This isn't going to change that. So I don't think that abortion is going to be a winning issue for them at all. I think they just want to fear monger and distract people from all the failures they've had. Danielle, what does this mean for churches when i see these pro-lifers getting arrested for you know campaigning at well not campaigning you know doing pro-life things at abortion clinics i can't help but feel like this is going to end up at the front door of a church and people on the right are going to be shocked when it does yeah you know the left has been after churches for a long time i mean even justice alito has talked about the fact that religious freedom is basically disappearing in this country and so i think many people are turning a blind eye to it oftentimes because especially christians are kind of taught to you know turn the other cheek and just you know be a nice person to everybody and stuff but the problem is we can't actually continue you know expressing our faith if we lose these kinds of religious freedoms that we have so I think the sad thing is that the left exploits good people in the country. Many conservatives who I'm sure listen to your show are such nice, good people. And whenever I go to pro-life marches, everyone there is so nice. But I think, unfortunately, that means that sometimes we don't fight for our God-given rights. And so um, we can't let the left continue with this kind of intimidation tactics against you know, normal pro-life people. I'm not nice. All right, Danielle, thank you for coming. Come back soon. But you're funny. Thank you. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> I'm back. All right. Still got a lot. Just got to talk to my boy Slater before we do that. You know what makes me angry now? I don't like it that women seem to be leading the charge on the right. And that, I'm not, that's not me actually doing my misogynistic thing on women. Where are the men? Why are dudes not out there being leading voices? We do have a society of low-T men. We do. And look, that's not even just me saying it. The numbers say we do. Testosterone levels in this, in this country are half of what they were 50 years ago. A lot of that you can't help. A lot of that, it's in the water, it's in the plastics. They got estrogens in the plastic. Look, a lot of it you can't help. You shower in it. Chalk, natural herbal supplements. No, no more big pharma crap in your body. Natural herbal supplements. They have a male vitality stack. That's what I take. 20% increase in your testosterone levels in 90 days. Ladies, they have a female vitality stack. They have this lit powders, all your vitamins and minerals. Get yourself a chalk subscription. I have a male vitality stack subscription, 35% off with the promo code JESSE. CHOQ.com, promo code JESSE, all right? We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. Let's move on. You ever say those words in your life? About anything. Something bad happened. Let's just move on. You know when I say those words? You know when I catch myself saying those words? If the wife and I have a fight, 
And whether I know in the beginning or halfway through or something, but I figure out it was my fault. You, you forgot to do this. No, I didn't. I remembered. And then about halfway through, I'll think, uh-oh, I really did forget. Those are the times where I'm most likely to say, you know, let's, it doesn't matter who's right and who's wrong. Let's move on. Let's just move on. There are a lot of people trying to move on right now. A lot of people. Look, maybe you are. I'm talking about COVID. I'm talking about COVID lockdowns. I'm talking about COVID masking, vaccines, mental health crisis, economic health crisis, people killing themselves, people not allowed to bury their parents, business losses, destruction of the dollar, you know, little things like that. I'm talking about COVID. There are so many people right now for various reasons who want to move on. You might want to move on. Maybe you're ready to move on just because you want to forget the whole thing. I just want to get on with my life and move on. The people in power, they really want to move on because they don't want you to sit and dwell on and think about the fact that America became a tyranny. You realize that, right? You realize a government that has the power to say, close your business, you're not essential. Take this drug or you're not allowed to work anymore. A system that has that kind of power, that's tyrannical. You have a tyrannical government. You don't live in the land of the free. You want to. I want to. You don't live in the land of the free. That's a myth. We, now, we, we know that now. And the people who caused all the endless destruction in this country, man, do they want you to just move on. Hey, forget it, guys. Well, nobody knew. The science changed, you see. Just move on. Move on. The reason I won't let this go is because I, you know I've been hot on this for a long time. And because I've been hot on it for so long, I get so many emails into my show with people telling me, Jesse, this happened to me because of COVID. This happened to me because of COVID. This happened to me because of COVID. And I read these stories. I read basically every email I get so I can, so I can know what people are going through. And these stories, they just tear me up, man. They tear me up because these people don't get to move on. You want to hear something? You want to hear one of these emails? Grab a Kleenex, all right? I'll give you a quick second. Go grab a Kleenex because you're going to freaking need one. I want you to think about this email the next time. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, I want to move on. Or next time you see one of these public health officials, big pharma people, politicians, that let's move on. It's in the past. I want you to think about this email when you do. All right, you got your Kleenex? You ready? I got this email yesterday. Dear Jesse, one year ago today, my buddy was taken from us by the gross negligence and absolute ineptitude of doctors at, my, at our children's hospital. My son and daughter-in-law brought him in, he's talking about his grandson, brought him in on Sunday morning with a high fever, elevated heart rate, and extreme irritability. They did a COVID test and chest x-ray and sent him home after just a couple hours. A few hours later, he was not improving and extremely irritated. People often say this about their child, but this little boy was the easiest little guy, always smiling and happy. My daughter-in-law knew something was very wrong, so they went back to the children's hospital ER. Again, they missed all the obvious cues and sent him home, telling my son that if his fever and heart rate stayed elevated for more than some designated amount of time to come back. Jesse, my son called me at 5 a.m. Monday morning, October 4th, 2021, his voice desperate, Daddy, he stopped breathing. 
He died on his way back to the hospital for a third time in less than 24 hours. That was the most helpless I've ever been. To lose our perfect little grandson and to fail my son at the same time. This was the failure of doctors blinded by COVID. They missed all the obvious signs of bacterial infection in his blood that killed that innocent little baby boy. Please don't go back on your promise to never let this go until we have a reckoning. Sitting there holding his cold, bruised, lifeless body, Jesse, these people need to be locked up for what they did to us. Say his name. His name was Warner. Listen, thank you. There has to be a reckoning. It's not enough to move on. I can't. I'm sorry, I, you can't. We can't move on. Warner deserves a reckoning, does he not? These things didn't happen. What happened to Warner? What happened to your dollar? The mental health crisis, everything. They didn't happen. Stop with that. They were done to you. They were done to you by politicians, public health officials, doctors, nurses, big pharma, the entertainment industry. These things were done to you. And these people, because they're soulless demons, they're going to do these things again unless we have a reckoning. You, you do remember ivermectin? Just a little quick side note on that. Uh, I personally know many doctors who treated people successfully with ivermectin for COVID. You do remember when ivermectin was first brought up, the entire system trashed it, including the FDA trashed it, purposely costing people their lives so they could get Trump and make the pandemic worse. These monsters are still trashing it. Did ivermectin do anything? No. Okay. Humans do take it, but not for this purpose. Right. It does not help with COVID and it could be dangerous. Okay. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, did it do anything? No. No. So people who hoarded that? No. No, no reason to have done that. Okay. Right. Just, just checking. Just, you got it. For a friend. You got it right. Okay. <laughs> Look at how they laugh, too. <laughs> it's so stupid. It doesn't do anything, right? Right, it doesn't do anything. Both those drugs saved lives. And the denial of both those drugs cost a lot of people their lives. But they feel totally comfortable on television, national TV, and laughing it up, yucking it up. <laughs> I permect it. They feel totally comfortable doing that because they don't think a reckoning is going to come. So the next time some scumbag public health official thinks about possibly doing something terrible, he's going to do it because he's going to look back at what happened to guys like Fauci and others, and he's going to see that nothing happened to them. In fact, they got rich and famous, and he's going to say to himself, why wouldn't I do it? You're not dealing with people with a soul, after all. A reckoning. Don't let it go. Don't move on. Don't forget. Make them pay. Now, all right, that's enough of that. I'm going to talk to uh, my buddy here in just a second. Before we get to that, let's get to this really quickly. Let's get to your health. I was talking about doctors, right? How much faith do you have in America's medical institutions now? If you have a doctor you love, you have no idea how lucky you are. I don't. Been looking for one for a few years now. Most people don't. Doctors, well, we'll just leave that for another day. You need to take more ownership of your health. 
Part of that is taking care of the air you breathe. That's a pretty important part of your health. Eden Pure Thunderstorm cleans the air in your home. Viruses and mold, cleaning them out of your air all the time. My family's never had such a good health bill as we had the last year. I own three of these things. It's just this little black box that goes right in the outlet in the wall. Take more ownership of your health. Go to EdenPureDeals.com because they have a deal for my viewers. Promo code JESSE gets you a three-pack for under $200. EdenPureDeals.com. We'll be back. One hundred seven thousand six hundred and twenty-two. That was the number of overdose deaths in the United States of America last year. Last time we had my boy Mike Slater on, he brought up just something I hadn't thought about before, but it's so true. We lost fifty-seven thousand soldiers. I think about exactly that number in Vietnam. We had many more than that killed last year with drugs in this country. Joining me now. My friend Mike Slater, host of the great Politics by Faith podcast. Mike, uh, why do we have such a drug problem in America? And I'm not an idiot. I know other places have drug problems, but it's so yeah. pervasive here. And it really has been for a long time, man. This isn't recent. Help me understand why. Yeah, it's, it's different. And the thing we focus on this episode is the age of it right now. First of all, I thought of you, Jesse, when I was preparing this episode, because I know you're passionate about this issue, and I'm grateful for that. I can hear it in your voice, so thank you. So I channeled some of your outrage, because this is straight chemical warfare from, do you know where the chemicals come from to make fentanyl? They come from not only China, but of all places, Wuhan, China. Nice little city over in China, through the Mexican drug cartels, and killing, you know, as you mentioned, fentanyl specifically is about 80,000 Americans. So we can't just brush this off. We need to be as outraged as you are. So I talked about the age, because listen, there's gonna be drug overdoses and junkies on the street and whatever, but this is different. A couple weeks ago at a high school in Los Angeles, actually Hollywood, four high school students took what they thought was a Percocet and it actually had fentanyl in it. And a 15 year old girl died and three other girls were found overdosing in a nearby park. In the same high school, six other students were overdosing in the same park within the three previous three weeks, okay? So obviously like a lot going on here, right? But I, I just, I'm haunted by the question, why would 15 year old girls even think about taking a painkiller? Like, like what, what is that? What, Pain, pain, painkiller. Well, what's going on? 15 years old? So I'm just thinking and mourning the, the level of despair that young people have right now. Teenagers should not be full of despair. So why are they? And I'm just thinking about the godless soup that they've been raised in. And in particular, we go into great detail on this in the podcast. There's this cultural phenomenon going on called the flattening, right? So this idea that it's this idea that everything in society is exactly as valuable, meaningful, and important as anything else in society, right? So any choice that anyone makes is of equal value. No one can judge, and you can't question anything. And there's two effects, right? So the first is there's nothing bad, but also there's nothing good either. Everything is flat. So bad choices and bad worldviews are lifted up as acceptable or even celebrated. But I think maybe even worse than that, but like more overlooked definitely, is that the good things are bulldozed and flattened down. 
So we used to have the society where we would value excellence and we'd all agree that there's certain things that are more important or superior or more meaningful or things you should do in life. But all those good things have been bulldozed and flattened and now everything is the exact same as everything else. And how dare you suggest that people should make different choices. All choices are the same. And that has effects for people of all ages. But when you're a teenager and you're trying to make sense of the world, and you're trying to find a direction, and culture is giving you no direction at all, no hints, no clues, nothing. I think that leads to nihilism. I think it leads to this idea that nothing matters anyway. I think when we tell kids that there's no creator, that you come from fish and monkeys and you're here randomly for no reason, I think it sends a message to kids that nothing matters anyway. It's all random. I'm here randomly, everything's here randomly, it's all just random, so, what's the point? Like, why, why, nothing matters, right? And I think that leads to nihilism and despair. We haven't given kids anything excellent to aim for because it's been bulldozed, it's been flattened. And then all the bad things have been lifted up too. So it's more likely that they're gonna choose those bad things. But if there's nothing to aim for, what's the point of life? So why not then just take this pill to make the pain go away? Mike, and. I don't disagree with you. Do you tie... Sorry to interrupt, but I just something popped yeah, yeah. into my head. Do you tie that in at all to what so many people are telling me now? Like, I don't see this in my kids. Maybe it's coming, but I worry about it, about how kids don't... Uh, kids don't want to drive. Like, kids don't want to go get a driver's license. They have to be forced to do so. I know you were probably this way. I would bet money on it. I was, too. I was counting the seconds till I could get a license and then get out there on the road. Kids today... Uh, I guess I will, maybe when I'm 18. Is that part mm -hmm. of what you're talking about? Just this lack of launching? Yeah, it's uh, a delayed adolescence um, that goes on now, like well beyond even college. But then there's this a massive, I think what you're speaking here too, is like this massive isolation that's happening. So we don't talk about this in the podcast, but um, you see it in how we even design our houses. So houses used to be built with big front yards pointing out to neighbors, to the community, right? Then we built houses with bigger backyards, isolated from people. Then we built houses uh, with the living room being the main focus, but then we put them where the TV is the main focus, right? Now we build furniture focused on the TV, right? So now we're not looking at anyone, we're just looking at, and not even at each other, we're looking at a separate thing. And now we live in an era where everyone has their own screen and everyone's in their own room with their own screen. So we're isolated from community. Now we're even isolated from family like never before. You even see it in just like the daily, the way we build our our houses, right? Uh, and it's it's clearly very, very dangerous because as you and I know, internet, Twitter, that's not real life, but that's the world that kids are growing up in. And of course it will lead to despair. And also, if I may, yeah. I go, sorry, just, if, no, we go into this in the podcast, we talk about some times in history, because this is the point of the podcast is to talk about this stuff, lament it, but then hopefully bring in some perspective and peace because we want to end on a positive note with all this stuff. We also have lived in an era where we don't know real persecution. We don't know persecution. We don't really know like true difficulties in life. There's an amazing book, Sebastian Younger called Tribe, and he speaks a lot about this. But I was talking to a guy uh, years ago, his name's uh, Lester Tenney, and he was a survivor of the Bataan Death March. Right? So I know you know this, Jesse, but for everyone who doesn't, 80,000 Americans and Filipino soldiers led by the Japanese, World War II, 1942, 65 miles, uh, 20,000 of them died on the way. 
And I was talking to one of the survivors, Lester Tenney, and he said, you could tell the men who gave up hope. And the ones who did, they were dead before the sun went down that night. So in this podcast episode, we talk about all these dark times that even then people found hope in. We tell stories of people in Holocaust death camps, right? Slaves had children. Progressives today, I love it when progressives today say they don't want children because they don't want to bring children into such a terrible world. And you're like, what are you kidding me? Slaves had children because they had hope. People had kids during the Great Depression because there was still a little bit of hope. And I tell you, I'd rather live in a economic depression with hope than a spiritual depression that we're living in now and people thinking that there's no hope. And I, I, I'm afraid, I hate that I think so many kids are living in that, in a spiritual depressed state. And that's not good. So anyway, in the podcast, we talk about, we got to wrap up, I'm sure. But uh, Paul, I've been ranting, sorry. Uh, Paul talks about delighting in weakness. How about that? He says he delights in weakness, in insults, in hardship and persecution. Paul delights in it. That's the opposite of what the world says today. So how can we as a society get to the point where if you're feeling emotional pain and spiritual pain, instead of being like these 15 year olds and taking a pill to make it go away, you instead delight in the pain. What a better place to be. And that's what this episode's about. Politics by Faith is the podcast. Go download it. Thank you, my brother. Come back soon. You're the man. Thank you. All right. Good points on that one. All right. Speaking of faith, the medical institutions of this country, you've heard me talk about this how many times, many of them are lost. The insurance companies might be the worst offenders there. What do you do about that? I mean, you're funding them. I'm funding them, right? We don't have to. There's a faith-based option, one share health. Your values are their values. Still, same great coverage, great prices, great options, whatever you need. Vision, dental, they have 24-7 telehealth, whatever you need. They have it there, but you're putting your money where your morals are. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. That gets you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. Health insurance is something we didn't think we had options on. We do, though. Let's take advantage of that. My.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. We'll be back. How am I doing here? All right. It's time for Dome and Dumber. I haven't done one of those in a while. And I, I look, I had to. Because, <laughs> one, all we can do is laugh. We have Pudding Brain, and we have Dome, and these are the two top executives in the country, and they're just, on top of everything else, they're the most inept, incapable people of doing anything at all. And on top of being dumb and losers, they're just the most despicable people. In the wake of Hurricane Ian, Dome goes on television talking about federal funds, and well, you know what? Here's what she said. It is our um, lowest income communities and our communities of color that are most impacted by these extreme conditions and, and impacted by, by issues that are not of their own making. And I'm so women. we. Absolutely. And so we have to address this in a way that is about giving resources based on equity. You heard what she said. 
right? Giving resources based on equity, people of color, women, of course, right? So obviously she caught a bunch of heat for that. That was a few days ago. She caught a bunch of heat for that. That's not the real story. Dome saying something despicable and stupid. That's like breathing for her, right? So uh, the best part is the fact checkers. And I don't mean some random internet blog. The Associated Press printed an article out yesterday saying the claim that she was going to hand out hurricane relief based on skin color is out of context and it's false. Remember what I've told you before about the sky is green? Talk about one of the greater examples I've ever seen of that, the sky being green. You just watched her. Everybody watched her on camera. They heard what she said. And yet, our media is so despicably communist, they will come out without a moment of hesitation and say, that's not what you actually saw. And I can't believe I'm saying this. Maybe I should give some actual credit to The Daily Show, who chose to take some shots at her. My fellow Americans, words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. I'm talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease and it needs to be taken seriously. You need to get to go and need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. I hope that clarifies the issue and this can be the last word on those words. Certain issues are just settled. Clearly we're not. No, that's right and that's why I do believe that we are living sadly, in um, real unsettled times. <laughs> I can't believe the Daily Show actually did it. It nailed her, though. All right, all right, enough about that. Let's move on to putting rain. Our president. Joe Biden has this thing he does. I have no idea where it came from. It's probably just part of his despicable nature. But Joe Biden's an like 9,000-year-old man who's been a politician for four decades, right? And yet Joe Biden is always talking to people like he's some mob enforcer. He's always going, hey, watch it, pal. Hey, wise guy. Here's Joe Biden in Florida saying nobody is with the Biden. No one. No one. Yeah, goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Tony Soprano. You're an old politician. Remember when he told, said he wanted to take Trump out back and beat the hell out of him? Who do you think you are? <laughs> Who does this guy think he is? You're not Tony Soprano. But you are always, it seems, really inappropriate around women and children. And it's weird that he would be so inappropriate with Nikki Freed because she's way older than Joe likes. Really, really significant damage uh, here in, in Lee County. Really, really significant damage. Really, really significant damage. Careful, Nikki. 
Might mistake you for a Girl Scout. All right, you know what? Quit. That's not funny. All right. Now, here's what we're going to do. We need to lighten the mood. It's been a heavy show, and that was some grossness there. We need to lighten the mood. So we're going to lighten the mood here in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to do this. I want you to know you're not stuck in your timeshare. People buy these timeshares, and I get it. I'm not blaming you. It can be a ton of fun. Nobody reads the fine print because they give you, I mean, it's a fat stack of fine print like this. No one reads it. Soon you want out. I'm done with it. We don't use it anymore. And the timeshare company tells you, hmm, yeah, sorry about that. You're not allowed out. They tell you you're locked in for life. They charge you these annual fees, special assessments. You think you're stuck? You're not stuck. Lone Star Transfer will get you out. They've helped over 16,000 people get out. You know, what their, you know what their success rate is? 99%. <laughs> They're going to get you out. You are not stuck in your timeshare. You are a phone call away from freedom. Make it. 844-310-2646. 844-310-2646. Or just go online. LoneStarTransfer.com. You know I like you, right? I genuinely enjoy the, the emails you send. I like laughing with you. But the truth is, I need you. And this is what I mean. Because of what I do, I'm a huge, important celebrity now. <laughs> Stop. Uh, because of what I do, people send me things all the time. Hey, you got to read this article. You got to watch this video. Hey, check this out. Check that out. You know, that's fine. Whatever, it's fine. But sometimes I get sent things... And they're hard to watch. It's oftentimes politicians trying to be cool or have a personality. And I can't share, I, I, can't, I can't bear this burden by myself. I need you to share this with me. So someone sent me this video of Lori Lightfoot in Chicago <sighs> dancing and stuff. And I had to see it. So you know what? You're going to see it too. She's all right. That girl's all right with me. Yeah. This is the extended version. Hey, yeah. I can lick it, I can ride it while you slipping and sliding. I can do all them little tricks and keep the d up inside it. You can smack it, you can grip it, you can go down and kiss it. And every time he leave me alone, he always tell me he miss it. He wanna F R E A K F. I'll see you tomorrow. Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.